Fixing Christianity, one dose at a time. <laughs> Cue the intro. Welcome to Christian Capsule Season 2, Episode 4. And remember, all scripture is read from the NAS, NASB 95 edition. That's the New American Standard Bible 95 edition. Um, please remember to subscribe to Christian Capsules via your favorite podcast players. Uh, we're on all of them. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeart, you name it. Alright, today we're talking about demon possession. Now, I know, I know, I did a demonology and witchcraft capsule last season. But that was meant as more of like a mini capsule. Uh, that was by no means the end-all be-all. In fact, I have much, much more to cover on that subject of demons and demonology and witchcraft. Um, but today, I'm going to revisit it, the topic of demonology. Kind of. It kind of relates more or less to the Ethan Crumbly case, right? And for those who are not familiar, Ethan Crumbly is a, is doing life in prison for a mass shooting in uh, Michigan. She, he killed four people at uh, Oxford High School, and he pled guilty and is serving a life sentence in jail. And I, I remember him saying that when he was being sentenced, sentence, he said, and I quote, I'm a really bad person. So that's what this capsule is focused on today. Now, I have followed this case for a bit. And I have reasoned that Ethan Crumbly, the shooter, was a victim of demonic possession. Trust me, I do not say this lightly. But I do believe Ethan, the Michigan school shooter, was possessed by unclean spirits. Now, I know everybody's going to ask me, you know, how do you arrive at that? Uh, how do I come to that conclusion? And it's based on, like I mentioned in the de demonology capsule. I have studied this topic for years. I've read many books. I've had some experiences. Plus, combined with the Holy Spirit. And I have come to the reasonable conclusion that Ethan was possessed by unclean spirits. But it's more than that. So I'm going to explain to you some of the things that's happened to him. Because he's had some common traits of one who is possessed um now forget what you've seen in movies there's only been really only a couple movies out of the sea of possession movies that even come close to even getting it right and even those ones don't get it right so forget about what you saw in movies okay possession isn't about heads spinning around vomiting pea soup beds jumping around or only little girls getting possessed it's far more um, sinister than that. It's more deliberate and, as a result, more horrifying. Now, demon possession is oftentimes under the radar or mistaken for a mental health crisis. And, it, and that, in and of itself, is a problem. Demon possession is designed to isolate the potential host and to make them seem like they were going crazy. And this has happened to Ethan Crumley. Now Ethan had a journal. Ethan Crumley had a journal. And then he, he used to write things in it like um, help me uh, I need help. 
but those words were written alongside of the words, kill them all, or I'm seeing demons. You know, Ethan was basically experiencing a crisis, and he tried to ask for help. I mean, I feel bad for him, honestly. I know he's a shooter and he killed people and things like that. Um, but because he was a youth, did he really even know what was going on with himself when the demon came to possess him? Or demons, in this case, we don't know. Um, did he really know what's going on? And in his cries for help, where was his parents in all this? And how does a person so young handle temptation that strong without any Christian people in his life? How does one handle uh, a temptation and an obsession so strong without any God elements trying to help him out? How, how, do, how does he? And when I mention temptation and obsession, I mean temptation uh, to do something wrong. And the obsession is um, like his fascination over weapons, over guns. Uh, the temptation to kill people and the obsession with guns. Um, how was Ethan going to handle all this without a God presence in his life? You know, especially that young, being possessed or in the process of being possessed. He has no idea what's going on for him. So that's why I say I feel bad for him. But let's move to his text messages. Um, Ethan texts basically anybody who would listen that he was having a spiritual crisis. He texts his mother that um, he was sure he was having demonic encounters. Uh, he once texted his mother and said he thought she was walking around the house and she was going in and out of the bathroom. He was like, Mama, you home? Is this you? What's going on? And in fact, she was at work. And it was a demon. In another instance, he saw supernatural activities, such as like uh, dishes being tossed about the kitchen. Now, Ethan told his parents he was having spiritual encounters. He also shared much of that with his friend, so much so that his best friend, his only friend, also developed mental health issues and had to be sent out of a, out of state to a facility to deal with it just days before the shooting. Ethan at times was not in any control of his actions. He was like a person looking out from behind a mirror, watching himself do and say and write terrible things. I mean, that's kind of how possession works. Uh, you, you being the host, the demonic en entity comes in, and you are like looking out, but you can't. Re it's like a, almost like a video game, like you're watching the guy on screen move around things like that but it's not you controlling it that's kind of how ethan felt he's like he's not the one controlling it but he can see things what's going on he can feel that he can see things but he is almost not in he has almost lost all faculties of his body now i want to go back to the mental health angle now i know the courts and probably most people 98% people will probably say he was experiencing a mental health crisis. Ethan, I'm talking about. He was he was having a mental health episode. And I can see how people could come to this conclusion. I mean, it's logical, reasonable, and even likely. Especially if you don't understand how the spiritual realm, spiritual realm works 
or you don't even know that the spiritual realm exists. I mean, if you don't understand that there's another layer to this world and that there are forces and powers that are battling to eradicate humans, what other conclusion could you come to? Of course you're going to think mental health because you don't know what's being done behind the scenes. Now, do I think that every shooter or young person uh, has demonic or demons in them? No. Do I think every person is possessed walking around here? No. You know, I, I have a list of people that I think who are possessed based on the information that I can gather. And it's a small list. It's, it's, it's only, you can count them on one hand. So of all the shooters and things that's been going on, I only have a small list of possibilities of people being possessed. Um, but let, let me jump into more or less the warning signs or the things that Ethan was suffering from. I've already mentioned that he was seeing demonic activity play out in front of him by the way of dishes moving, manifestations moving about the house. But those were the things that, he, that came like later on in the possession phase that was more or less closer to the shooting earlier than that ethan was suffering from bouts of depression hearing voices and extreme loneliness ethan documented all this in his journal text messages and drawing on school assignments so all these things are out there for people to see um it's not like he was keeping everything to himself he was putting it out there uh, so everybody or people can see, especially his parents. Um, but I, I think <laughs> his parents failed him miserably on that. Um, he didn't need absentee parents. He needed people to bring Christians into his life. Anyway, however, the biggest question is, what led up to his possession? What 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 happened? And, and for me, that was the longest problem that I could not figure out. I couldn't understand on a, via all the information that I had on how he got possessed. And there are um, some small associated triggers that, that help lead up to it. Such things like um, certain low points in his life, like his mother becoming more and more absent as she was preoccupied with her affair and, and the horses. Or we can point to the grandmother's death, you know, the cause that spurred on a series of depression. Or we could also say that his friend being uh, sent out of state also contributed to it. Um, and those factors are worth considering. But I think the major thing was um, his parents buying him that Ouija board for Christmas. Now, I know what people are going to say. Hey, that's a toy. That's nothing. You can buy that anywhere. That's garbage. It doesn't do anything. And while it's not on the level of a spell book, or a grimoire, a Ouija board is not a toy. It is not a toy. In fact, here's my here's my PA, my public announcement. Please, 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 please leave the tarot cards, the Ouija boards, the spell books, and the grimoires alone. Nothing good can come from those things except only evil. Nothing good comes from those things except evil. A Ouija board can still initiate contact and provoke demons to answer your invitation. We can invite demons upon ourselves by doing stupid things like playing with Ouija boards, reading grimoires out loud, 
or uh, dealing with certain curiosities such as going to fortune tellers, tarot cards, to Kabbalah, or playing around with occult materials. Those are all invitational tools. But there's also things like resigning in habitual sin or hitting lows in life without spiritual assistance. Those can be magnet those can be a magnet for less celestial beings. Uh, let me also be clear. Demons don't really need intricate reasons to jump you. Sometimes they just enjoy infecting the curious or the weak. And let me just say this as a side note for demons and why they have possessed people. There are some people, I mean, I'm sorry, there are some demons that are in a busy hierarchy with Satan concentrated on bringing down the fall of humanity, right? There, There is a master plan. Satan has it laid out. And he has soldiers that are following that, that are helping them in that, that are following the plan. And then you have another level of demons that are, that while they're participating in the plan, they're also doing their own thing in the background, right? And they will possess you. They're, they're, it's almost like they're having fun um, doing things, seeing the deterioration of, of, of human beings. And they jump you. And they make you do all these bad things, and then they pull out, and they leave you destroyed. You know, so that's the different category. There's more, there's even a third category, but I'm not going to get into all that. But, so demons, there, there's the ones that are the rule followers, the ones that are following Satan, the soldiers, the lieutenants, and they're concentrating on bringing down humanity. There's a plan, and they're trying to get it done before uh, Revelation chapter 13 hits. And then... There's the other side, like I said, that while they're a little bit, yeah, they're doing a plan a little bit, they're following some orders, they're not as intricate to the end game, and so they're also having fun, and they're doing sinister things out there. And this is probably what happened here to Ethan. I think I better mention this um, before we even continue on. Uh, I should say that true Christians... The ones that gave their life to Christ and made Jesus their Lord and Savior have the Holy Spirit residing in them. We have it in us, and therefore we cannot be possessed. We could be harassed, right? But we cannot be occupied by demons. So Christians have a safeguard in that. No two things can inhabit a Christian at the same time. You either be a Christian and have the Holy Spirit. Or you're not a Christian, you don't have the Holy Spirit, and then demons can therefore take residence. So that's just for something on the side note that I think I should mention. Now, back to Ethan. Ethan's possession was, to me, incredibly rapid. And there's no amount of mental health help that would have helped him. The Ouija board clearly opened the door. Him and his friend was playing around with that thing. They got, I think they got it as a Christmas gift from the parents. And they were playing around with that thing. And then death came after that of a loved one. Followed by the absentee parents. The friend being shipped out of state for mental health reasons. Depression and loneliness. Which then left Ethan open and available to attack. And then once attacked... Ethan was subjected to temptation and obsession. We know this from his temptation to kill and his fascination with guns. 
And I know, I know, the next big question is why? Or maybe that was the question all along. Why did the unclean spirits want Ethan? Or what did they want from him? In this case, those powers wanted to destroy the lives of as many people as it could. And then leave Ethan by throwing him away. Leaving his life destroyed in the process. And that's basically what those principalities want. They want to see Jesus cry. And that is accomplished by destroying things that God loves. Which is us. And this one possession utterly destroyed the lives of dozens of people. The victims, the family of the victims, the parents of the shooter, the first responders, the school staff, other students and their families, the lawyers, the judge who has to oversee multiple cases, the jury who has to decide these cases, and that's just to name a few. All these people's lives. I didn't even mention the fact that some individuals who didn't even get saved before they died, who died non-Christian. And this is only one way possession can wreck the lives of many. There are countless other ways that demons can obliterate human lives. While there are many factors in other shooting cases that make the case for mental health challenges, this case was not those cases. Please, if you are at all experiencing any of the issues that Ethan suffered, or you know somebody that is, get a person that you know is a true Christian and introduce them or put them in the lives of the people suffering. My name is Jermaine, and I'll talk to you next time.